Life Audio. Hey there, friend. Happy New Year. I'm so glad you're listening to the Compared to Who show. I'm Heather Creekmore, and today we're talking about fasting. Now, let me be honest with you. I wasn't going to do this episode <laughs> this week because I did two awesome episodes with my friend, dietitian, eating disorder specialist, Amy Carlson, last January. So if you haven't listened to those, go listen to those because they'll be a great compliment to what we're going to talk about today. But today I am just, I'm hearing and seeing so much information on Daniel fast and sugar fasts that are happening and starting this week. And I just want to give you some encouragement around that today. So we're going to talk about fasting. And really, what I'm going to be talking about today is in my brand new book, the 40-Day Body Image Workbook. I'm not going to give you everything that's in it, but but some of what we're talking about today is in that book. So go grab yourself a copy of that book. If you really want to change your body image in 2024, hey, just take 40 days and start on that journey. Now, candidly, the best way for you to take that journey is with someone else. So you may choose to do coaching or group coaching with me and go through the Body Image Freedom Framework, or you may just choose a couple friends. You all get the book. I've got a facilitator's guide at improvebodyimage.com on the page for the 40-Day Body Image Workbook. You'll find the link to the facilitator's guide. And hey, you can meet together like 10 times is how I've broken it up and talk about this stuff with someone. It's going to make you accountable. It's going to encourage you. You're going to know you're not alone. Y'all, we need to be talking about these issues with other Christian women who can encourage us, not just tell us, hey, you should really try another diet. (laughs) So let's try a new way in 2024. But I'm glad you're here. Today, we're talking about the Daniel Fast. We're talking about sugar fasts. And we're talking about remembering what is eternal. Because ultimately, friend, if you want your 2024 to be different, you got to change your perspective. I'm glad you're here for it. Let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there. So like I said, this episode was inspired by the number of people and organizations I see doing Daniel fasts and sugar fasts because it is a new year. Now, question number one is why the timing, right? Why do we want to do a fast at the beginning of a new year? And for most of us, let's just be honest, it's I've been eating sugar and sweets and foods that I don't normally eat since Thanksgiving. And so the idea of going on a fast sounds really good the first week of January. But let me challenge you with something. 
Okay. What I have seen too often is the spiritual discipline, very biblical concept of fasting conflated with diets and diet culture and, and really a completely, I'm going to say a biblical, not biblical perspective of restricting food to change your body. So let's just start at the beginning. What is a fast? Well, a fast is supposed to be biblically a time when we take food and we set it aside for the purpose of seeking God, seeking him vehemently, fiercely. Nothing is going to distract me. My focus is going to be on seeking your face, my Lord. Tell me what you have for me. And wow, there's something really beautiful about thinking about doing that at the beginning of the year, isn't there? Like, whoa, I have no idea what's ahead in 2024. So I'm going to pause here at the beginning of the year and just seek you, Lord. Tell me what you have for me, what you want for me, how you want me to change, live, grow in 2024. I love that. Love, love, love that. Here's where I struggle. Is our purpose for starting a fast in January that? Because if it is, no problem. Go for it. Love it. You are, you are on it. <laughs> but if it's, I'm seeking the Lord's face and I'm seeking to drop a couple pounds after Christmas, friend, that's not really a fast. It's just not what it's about. And so this is a time for a real heart check. If you've decided to fast, why are you fasting? And if it's, I'm seeking God and I hope to look better by the end of January. Oh, friend, I don't think those two missions go together. Now hear me. I'm not condemning you for your desire to look better at the end of January. Not at all. But that's not what fasting is. That's dieting. Now, I think I've shared this on the show before, but my own history with fasting really connects well with, the, with Lent. It was the Lenten season um, when I was really fresh out of college. I was working on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., and all of my coworkers were Catholic. And so on um, the first day of Lent, they, they went to service at lunchtime and they got the ashes on their forehead. I had no frame of reference for this whatsoever. In fact, I told one of the guys the first one who came back, I was like, hey, Tony, you have like a little smudge of something like, did you have car problems? Like I thought it was grease. I really had no idea what those ashes were. And he told me, no, 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 either we went to church and we got the ashes on our foreheads and, you know, it's Ash Wednesday. And, and then he explained to me how they were going to be fasting from certain foods through Lent. 40 days. Now, I was a pretty good dieter already at this point in my life. And so when I heard that all of the people, and it's mostly guys, I worked with one woman and all men. <laughs> so when I heard all the guys 
we're going to be restricting certain foods for 40 days, I saw a golden dieting opportunity. And I was so excited because then I knew they wouldn't be bringing donuts and pizza and all of those things I was afraid were going to make me fat. I knew they wouldn't be bringing them to the office. And so this was magic to me. And so if they were restricting foods, I was suddenly uh, passionate about the concept of Lenten fasting and was restricting those foods as, as well. And I was like, oh, and if I can make it for Jesus... Well, hey, how much better, right? Because then Jesus becomes my accountability partner on my diet. Yay! Win, win, win. I can meet my objective of trying to get skinnier and look better. And I can check the box of doing something for Jesus. Oh, friend, this perspective was horribly wrong. My focus was not on Jesus and seeking his face and diligently pursuing what he had for me. My focus was on myself and how I could make myself better and what I could do. Oh, I hate to say this. It's kind of yicky, but what I could do to bring more glory and honor to me by changing the way my body looked rather than bringing more glory and honor to God through changing my heart or behaviors or the way I was loving or not loving people well, right? I know for certain that there were things that God wanted to shape and mold and sanctify me in all of those years, because really, I didn't just do it that one year. That started a habit for me where I would go on a Lenten fast. Um, most of the time, it's just giving up sugar, but there were years where I tried to give up more than that. So I would go on a 40-day sugar fast almost every year for a decade or more. And in fact, one year, I got so quote-unquote good at the sugar fast that it lasted all the way till my birthday at the end of July. It wasn't about Jesus. I wasn't getting good at the fast because I was getting really good at seeking Jesus instead of seeking sugar. No, I was just getting really good at being a restrictor of a certain food type or food group. I was really just getting really good at at trending towards being anorexic or having an eating disorder, at a minimum having disordered eating. And so, friend, that's my challenge for you today. All right, after this break, we're going to talk about the Daniel Fast more specifically. But my challenge for you today is if you have decided to do a fast, why? Why are you doing it? Check your heart. If there's any part of your heart that's, I'm doing this so I can look better because I don't like what happened to my body in December. Oh, friend, that's not a fast. That's a diet. Be clear with your motivations. We'll talk more about this right after this quick break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... 
Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, so let's talk about the Daniel Fast. And I talked about this last year with Amy Carlson, too. It's a super fun topic if you haven't heard about it. But uh, we need to be really clear as we think about what happened in the book of Daniel. And like I said, I talk about this in my brand new book, The 40-Day Body Image Workbook. But get out your ESV Bible and, and now, you know, one of my friends joked that ESV is the extra spiritual version of the Bible. There's lots of great translations out there. Um, but the ESV Bible in this particular story in the book of Daniel, I think, makes it most clear as to what happened when Daniel and his friends refused to eat the king's food. So let me just kind of back up a minute. The Daniel Fast, it's a Rick Warren book. And Quite frankly, I don't I don't blame Rick Warren, right? Because there are a lot of Christians out there looking to lose weight in a way that honors God. And so here we have a story in the Bible of some men that were restricting certain foods. And so it seems like maybe this is a model for dieting or a model for fasting. Oh, but friends, I hate to say it, but I think we've gotten it really wrong. Right, because what happened in the Daniel fast, and I explain this all in my book, is that Daniel and his buddies were refusing to eat the king's food because it conflicted with their beliefs. It violated what they believed God had called them to in terms of eating and drinking. Now, we're not exactly sure in what ways it violated it. Maybe it was a violation because some of the food had been offered to idols and they knew they weren't allowed to eat that. Maybe it was a violation because... There were certain foods that a good Jewish boy couldn't eat. We don't exactly know why the king's food was not acceptable from a spiritual sense that would not have been honoring to God for Daniel and his friends to eat it. But what happened, Daniel and his friends had to make a very courageous choice. They had to make a courageous choice to tell one of the king's employees that they were not going to eat the food. Knowing that, now remember, they were in bondage. <laughs> they were they were slaves, but they've got a good gig in, in, in terms of slavery gigs, I guess. They were working in the king's palace. And so the king wanted them to eat his food. Why? Because they would look more like they belonged in the king's palace if they started eating the king's diet. And really, what is the shorthand for? It means they would have gained weight. They would have been heavier. They would have looked, quote unquote, better because they would have been more filled out. Because think about it. Everyone outside of the king's palace, all the other slaves did not have a lot to eat. They did not have a lot of rich foods. They did not have a lot of meat. They would not have been well fed, so they would be skinny and scrawny and not look as good. The king wanted the people in his palace, the people he was associated with, to look good. And so to look good, they needed to eat better. And so friend, the miracle of the Daniel fast, the miracle of what happened to Daniel and his friends is that they didn't eat the king's food 
in order to honor God. And what happened? God made them fatter anyway. God made them look, quote unquote, better anyway. The miracle, as we read in the ESV, I'm going to read from Daniel chapter 1, verse 15. Actually, I'll start at verse 14. So he listened to them in this manner, and he tested them for 10 days. That was the king's uh, chief eunuch. He allowed the guys to eat what they wanted to eat and not eat the king's food for 10 days. And so verse 15 says, at the end of the 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and wait for it and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and he gave them vegetables instead. So my question for you today is, if your fast made you fatter by the end of January, you were fatter in the flesh would you still be restricting the same foods you're restricting on your fast now? Would that be your goal? (laughs) Or would you be like, oh no, there's no way I'm going on a fast if I'm going to be fatter in the flesh by the end of the month. Friends, the Daniel fast is the story of a miracle. God performed a miracle by these men restricting certain foods that should have made them look smaller and thinner and scrawnier. And instead, God was able to put weight on them so that they could still be acceptable to the king. They chose to honor God and he chose to make a way for them to find favor with the king. And so friends, back to the first question I asked you today. What is your motivation for your fast? Are you fasting to find honor with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God of the universe? Or are you fasting so that your body will change so that you can find favor, hopefully, maybe with some people around you or those people that you feel like you're disappointing because... You don't look the way you believe they think you should look. Uh, Or maybe it's just yourself. Maybe it's just your own opinion of you that has you weighed down. You don't like the way you look. And so you're trying to find favor with yourself. You want to be able to like you. And so maybe the purpose of your fast is that you will like you more. But friend, that's not a spiritual fast. That's just restriction. That's just a diet. That's just cutting out certain foods for the purpose of changing your body. Fasting is a beautiful spiritual discipline. We are called to fast. But let me tell you honestly, as someone who had an eating disorder, undiagnosed, I wouldn't have been able to tell you I had an eating disorder 10, 15 years ago. Now I know it was an eating disorder. But as someone who's had an eating disorder and disordered eating probably since the third or fourth grade, Fasting is really difficult for me. I referenced the two episodes I did with Amy Carlson last January. Again, I encourage you to go check them out because she digs deep into what should you do if you had an eating disorder, have an eating disorder, maybe teetering on the line of, I don't know if this is an eating disorder, but whoa, something about restricting food and fasting feels really good to me. (laughs) Then that's an alarm, (laughs) right? Restricting food for the purpose of seeking God's face should not feel really good to you. Uh, In fact, that's why I have such a hard time with fasting. 
as soon as I try it, I start to feel my stomach and my stomach starts to feel a little flatter and that empty stomach feeling, oh, that can just give me a buzz. Friends, that's messed up. That's an eating disorder. That's not what biblical fasting is about. And so in those episodes, Amy and I talked about what to do, and she gives some really great recommendations for how you can fast. Maybe you're doing a church fast, a corporate fast of some sort, how you can participate if you've had an eating disorder, or maybe even just think, okay, maybe I have had an eating disorder, even though no one diagnosed it. Go check that episode out. Because fasting can be really dangerous for those who have had this kind of I'm going to say distorted relationship with food. And friends, let's just be honest. If you've been on diets for decades, you do have a distorted relationship with food. And so fasting can be a quick trigger to a bad path in terms of your health. So please go listen to that. Another word of caution, I got a really beautiful book on fasting last year that I referenced in those two episodes. But in this book, he's talking specifically to youth leaders and saying that youth leaders, anyone working with women under 20 should never try to push fasting, especially not on young women. And the book was written several years ago, I would say not on young women or young men now because of the eating disorder kind of culture we live in. But that in younger people, these kinds of fasts can be super triggering towards the path of eating disorders. So if you are one of my younger listeners, friend, please, please, there's other things. Now, let me let me be clear. Biblically, a fast is about food, right? So we don't have any biblical context for fasting from social media or fasting from, um, I don't know, from Netflix or something, <laughs> But if you are struggling with food, this is not the right time for you to try a fast. And spiritually, there are other disciplines that you can engage in, like daily Bible reading. Like maybe maybe your discipline is reading your Bible at lunch every day before you eat or while you eat or after you eat, right? And that's, that's where you need to stay. It is unfortunate that diet culture has messed up fasting <laughs> for us. But we have to live in the reality that fasting is not healthy for everyone in this day and age. And there are some who could be severely triggered, jolted, set on the wrong path by fasting. So we all need to be aware and sensitive of that. But as we close up today, here's what I want to challenge you with, right? Whether or not you've started a fast or the thought of fasting never even crossed your mind because of your eating past or, you know, you just don't like fasts, or you're done with fasts, or you recognize that fast feel like diet, no matter where you're at on the topic of fasting. Friend, here's something I think we all need for 2024. And it is something that can come with fasting, but it can also just come with seeking the Lord through prayer and through Bible reading. And that is, we do need a vision. We need a vision that is so much bigger than ourselves. And I'm sad to confess that so many years, my vision was just of the better me that I could be at the end of the next year. Oh, I could be fitter. Oh, I could wear a smaller size. Oh, think about how great it'll be to go to Christmas parties next year when I can wear cuter clothes. And think about how confident I'll feel when everyone takes pictures next fall, next Christmas. You know, I'll love to be in the pictures then because I'll just make my body look the way I want it to look. And yay, then I'll be free. 
But friend, that never happened for me at any size. I mean, it's laughable to me now to look back at my smaller size me pictures and think, why did I hate that picture? That was a great picture of me. What's wrong? <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't solve it. And friend, my vision was just a vision of me and my body. And that's sad. Oh, God has given each of us so much. We are so blessed. We're blessed with gifts that we can use to serve him. If you're able-bodied, that's a blessing, period, end of sentence. If you can move, if you can use your limbs, you are blessed. And you know what, friend? Even if you can't, you're still blessed. He still has a purpose for you here on this earth. And that purpose is so much greater than just trying to look a little better next year or trying to be a little healthier by next year or trying to make the number on the scale different by next, by the end of this year, by next year. It, oh, friend, our lives become so small when they're focused on ourselves and our bodies. So here's my challenge for you in 2024. Let's get out of our heads. <laughs> Let's step out of diet culture and all these messages that tell us that our only value comes from our ability to change our bodies. And let's get fierce about what God has called us to do. Who does God want you to love better? Who does God want you to tell about Jesus? How are your gifts needed in your church? Who needs exactly how God wired you? Someone does. What is God calling you to do? What is that little dream maybe that he's planted in your heart that he wants to grow and water and flourish and take you on steps towards? And instead you're like, you know what? As soon as I lose this weight, then I'm going to do that. God, totally I'm in as soon as I just change my body in this way. And he's saying, no, I want to use you right now today. Friend, as long as you are breathing, you can be used of him. Who does he want you to touch? Whose life can you impact? What can you do for him today? And don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying you need to go start a podcast. You can do that if you want to. But there are people all around you in your life, in your sphere of influence that you can love, that you can tell about Jesus, that you can offer hope to, that you can encourage, that you can help. Oh, friend, don't make 2024 about your body. If you want to seek the Lord, seek him for what he has for you this year and ask him what he wants you to do. What has he called you to do? If you want to do something in January to change your whole year, spend a little time each day praying and asking him that question. He will be faithful. You know, I hate to say this, and I'm only saying it out of my own experience. So please hear no shame or condemnation. I know some of you are fantastic prayer warriors, but prayer is an area I've always struggled in. And I'll be honest, as I went on these fasts, I didn't pray more. Well, I mean, maybe I prayed more. We're talking about going from like two minutes to three minutes of prayer. But I didn't skip the meal so that I could spend 30 minutes seeking God and what he had for me. I just skipped the meal and checked the box that I was on the fast. And therefore, I was doing something good for God because it had a the fast had a Christian kind of name. That's not what it's about. 
And so if you're on a sugar fast, if you're on the Daniel fast, and if your purpose is I am setting these foods aside because I am super serious about seeking God and I don't care what happens to my body. I don't care if I gain weight. I don't care if I look different or not. I don't care if the sugar fast clears up my skin. I don't care about any of that stuff. What I truly care about is seeking God. I just want to hear from him. Then friend, keep going. Unless you have an eating disorder, <laughs> keep going, right? We are fasting is biblical. But if there's even a little part of you that's looking for your own glory, that's looking to change your body, that's looking for self-satisfaction, that's looking for something from this fast other than God, how can you use me right now? God, what do you have for me? What do you want for me? Then friend, do a check, do a heart check. Are you really fasting or did you just start another diet? Ooh, tough stuff today, friends. I hope you heard it through the lens of love and grace because I, I want for you what I think God wants for you. I mean, I don't know his complete plan for your life, but I think he wants you to be free from obsessing over yourself. I think he wants you to be free from stressing over your body. I think he wants you to be free to just serve him and love others and love him and that's the light I think he wants to shine out of you. That's the beauty I think he wants you to radiate. And we get so stuck trying to change our bodies so we can radiate really culture's kind of beauty, which isn't true beauty, right? We get so stuck and I've got to lose weight so I can look better, so I can wear the size and do the clothes that I have. And I don't want to grow out of my clothes. Oh my goodness, I need to do a whole episode on that. I've grown out of my clothes. I don't want to grow out of... Like most of the people I talk to that say that don't actually like the clothes in their closet. <laughs> but the thought of buying new clothes is terrifying. And yes, of course, there's financial aspects to that. But friends, like your life is not about clothes. Matthew 6 tells us that. <laughs> Stop it. If that's what's eating away at you. Stop it. Read Matthew 6. Your life is more than food and drink and clothes. You don't have to worry about that. Serve him. Seek him. And he will never disappoint. Seek first his kingdom and then all these things will be added unto you. Friend, what's your vision for the future? Is it about you and your body? Or is it about what he wants? And friend, let me, let me actually even take this one step further. Do you have an eternal perspective or are you so focused on this world and, and all the junk of this world and all the stress of this world and maybe even all the junk and the stress of your own life that you can't see to heaven? Friend, let me encourage you, get some eternal perspective. This world is not our home. This is not, I think I put it like this in the, my book, The Burden of Better, like this is not the party. This is not the parade. This is the warm up. This is the pre-show. Can you imagine Super Bowl's coming up here in a month? I, I'm a big football fan. Can you imagine just watching the pre-show and then turning it off before the game begins? Like that's akin to thinking that this life is it. <laughs> this is just the pre-show where all the guys are standing around talking about how, you know, the team that wants to win should probably score points and <laughs> defend well. I mean, it's ridiculous right? This is the pre-show. Heaven is the end game. But friend, are you going to get to heaven 
and say, here's what I have to show from my life on earth. I lost weight. Yay! I made my body look really good. Yay! What's Jesus going to say to that? Oh, ah, that's not why we're here. Yes, care for your body, just like you care for other good gifts God's given you. You care for your home. You, you're a good steward at work, I hope. But don't make that what's your, what your life is about. It's about so much more. Well, friend, I'm so glad you were here today. The next couple of weeks are going to be really exciting on the show. Next week, I have a great interview with my new friend, Amy Reinke, and we're going to talk about her story, so that'll be really fun. But then I've got two fantastic interviews coming up with two women that went through the Body Image Freedom Framework course and group coaching program this fall. And so they're going to tell you their stories. I think you're really going to enjoy hearing about the journey that they've been on and how going through the Body Image Freedom Framework was a big help to them. So you'll hear two of those. And then every Tuesday for the next, really through February, I'm going to be talking about a topic that is in my book, the 40-Day Body Image Workbook. We're going to dig deeper into each of those topics. And I can encourage you again and again and again, but please just go grab a copy of the book. And it's going to enrich what is happening for you as you read, as you listen to those podcast episodes that kind of reinforce and, and really go further on these topics that are in the book. So go grab your copy, grab your friends and get ready because January, February, this whole year, y'all, we're going to be on a fun ride. I've got an aging book coming out in April. Woohoo! So fun ride, lots of fun stuff ahead in 2024. I'm glad you're here for it. Hey, if there's ever anything I can do for you, reach out to me. Heather at compared to who.me. I want to see you get the help you need for wherever you're at on your body image journey. Thanks for listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. The Compared to Show is proud to be part of the Lake Audio Network podcast. For more great Christian podcasts, go to lakeaudio.com. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.